It's in the news today, but it was actually on TV Reload, the podcast, last week. Welcome back to TV Reload. My name's Benjamin Norris, and on this podcast, I go behind the scenes with the biggest players in television. Each episode, you will get a front row seat with content makers like executive producers, writers, editors, and casting agents, plus the talent that we see on our screens. TV Reload reloads the shows that you are currently watching and gives you a better insight at our television industry and streaming services. Today on the podcast, I have MasterChef Australia's latest eliminated fans versus favourite fan. It is Montana. Montana has been dreaming on getting into that kitchen for a long time, just missing out when she was only 19 years of age. But not to get down on herself and that missed opportunity, Montana took to TikTok and has had up to millions of views. It was hard at that stage for producers not to snap her up and get her into the MasterChef kitchen, which was a dream come true for this lovable girl next door. It was a seafood plate that saw her packing, but unlike the shells left in Andy's mouth, Montana hasn't left a bad taste in our mouths at all. We will talk auditions, hopes and dreams, and what is next for her after the show. However, let's get started with today's guest. I'd like to welcome Montana to TV Reload. Everyone at this point in the competition is just doing so incredibly well. MasterChef has produced some of the biggest names in food. And those tears and emotions that we have when someone leaves the kitchen are so insanely genuine. For the first time ever, it's fans versus favourites. It's just a, it's a crazy competition. You first applied when you were 19 years old. You're now only just 23. It's best not to sort of look around and compare yourself. You came into this kitchen representing a new generation of cooks. Very excited to see how these relationships sort of form and what comes from them. Hi, Montana. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm really well, and I've just been loving watching you on MasterChef. I probably should start by saying congratulations on your journey. You know, there's nothing better than a super fan getting to live their dream. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's um, definitely an honour to have been given the opportunity. I mean, it was... Obviously, I applied back when I was 19 for season 11, but I almost feel like that was a blessing in disguise to have been on this season cooking amongst people who I've idolised for years. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I feel like the planets aligned a little bit for me. So, yeah, I'm feeling very grateful at the moment. I always like to refer to it as if you are a super fan, and I was a super fan of a reality show I did, but you want to get the ultimate show bag of the experience because you're such a fan. You want... (laughs) You want to experience the highs and lows, the pressure tests, the eliminations, the survival. And then for you, I think, you know, this has just been fun to watch because you can see you've you've enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a blast. And that's the thing. I had a little checklist of everything I needed to do. I was like, okay, cool. Done a pressure test. Done captaincy. Done this. Done an invention test. So it was cool. It was really cool to have had the opportunity to do what I've seen on TV for so many years. And really awesome looking back at it. I'm a massive foodie and I'm a huge fan of MasterChef. I love sort of seeing the creativity of it. I love playing the game myself. Like I love seeing when they lift the lid on on a mystery box to sort of think of what I'd make myself. So to finally be on MasterChef is just an absolute dream come true. From watching the show, I definitely learned a lot about the building blocks of different ingredients and flavours. How old were you? 
when you st- when you first watched the show? Like, how old were you when you started watching? Um, I think you know, I would have watched bits of Julie's season, but when I really fell in love with it was probably around it was season seven, so I would have been fourteen or I don't know. Season seven, I just fell in love with it, and then ever since then, I've just had this unstoppable passion for food and this dream to go on the show, and now it's done. You said that, you know, you are a different cook to the cook that you started out as, as the competition rolled in, what changed the most and, you know, what, what affected you the most? I don't know. I think it's just how I think about food now. I mean, I came into the competition thinking I was pretty comfortable with everything. I came in wanting to be a bit of a jack of all trades, having done, at least familiarizing myself with a little bit of everything, having cooked this once just to see how it works. So if I'm throwing a challenge of that, at least I've got a little bit to fall back on. But I came in with an emphasis of like knowing a little bit of everything. And I didn't really consider everything about a cook was the balance and how much sweetness you have and bitterness and blah, 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 all of that stuff. That was the most important thing. And that was something I didn't really, it was sort of an afterthought to me when I was cooking back at home. And then that's something that's at the forefront of when I cook now and just how I think about it and little, little bits and pieces is, um, yeah, I'm definitely a stronger cook than when I walked in, that's for sure. It must have been surreal to now be watching the show, but watching yourself in it. And, you know, we're all critical of every single one of you at home because we all think we can do it better. But I want to know, know, you know, were you watching yourself and what were you the most critical of yourself you know, goggle boxing yourself on MasterChef? Definitely. I mean, it's not something that is portrayed on TV. I mean, you can't see inside my mind. But the thing I'm most critical about myself looking back is just the pressure I put on myself when I didn't need to. Yeah, obviously being such a fan of the show, I had a dream to want to do well. And every cook I came in and I was had that pressure and stress and it affected how I was cooking. And there was a point in the competition where I just said, you know what you're doing, you're worthy, you deserve to be here and just cook, just have fun. And it completely changed how I was cooking and I had some really good dishes as a result of it. And yeah, I mean, it's annoying looking back at it because I know it would have been a better journey for me had I not done that. But the fact that I was able to shake it off and grow from it and learn from it is um, something I'm really proud of as well. So there's pros and cons to it, but yeah. Well, how does it feel to outlast some of the best players of all time? I mean, you're still in the competition at this point. It's crazy. You know, we've seen Sasha go home. <laughs> I know. I know. That was the first thing I thought about when I was eliminated. I was like, well, I beat Sashi. So, I mean, I don't feel like I, not, not deservingly, but he just went home on a silly mistake and it's not a representation of how good of a cook he is. He just let the pressure get to him. But I mean, I still technically beat him, so it's it's pretty cool. Well, you looked the most nervous as this pressure test was revealed amongst the three of you. What was going through your mind? Because, you know, we have heard you comment about the exhaustion of being a part of this competition, but at this particular point when it was being revealed, you looked mighty stressed. Yeah, I think it was just, I mean, I had two pressure tests up my sleeve, so I knew somewhat what to expect but those were both desserts they were very up my alley very something I'm very comfortable with and this was a whole other beast in itself and even if it was a dessert cook with 99 ingredients 143 steps and 13 pages and four and a half hours long it was so daunting it's um 
yeah, and I just knew as soon as the quash was lifted, I was like, oh, damn, seafood. Had to be seafood. Where Mindy was like, yes, I, I'm excited. Yeah, she's you know. like, mm, perfect. Right up my alley. I was like, damn you, Mindy. Well, you, it just kept cutting between the two of you and you were like stern, like what's going yeah. on? And she's laughing and smiling. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she's such an inspiration, honestly. Yes. Like how her outlook on life, like every time we'd walk into the kitchen, she's like, let's just have fun today, guys. Let's just cook. And it was so like just inspiring how she looks on life and looks at challenges and finds the positive in every single thing she does and yeah she's just a really really incredible person and obviously that worked well to her in that group last night you have sent home contestants as early as matt in in a pressure test you know have the pressure tests become harder as your relationships with the other contestants grew stronger oh definitely and that was that was the hardest thing i think with the honey one it's sort of, there was a little shift in the competition where everyone just started getting really tight. And of any pressure test, that one, the honey one with Michael, Dan and Matt, we had just become really close over the past week. And I was like, if anyone to be in a pressure test, I literally don't want any of us to go home. But that was tough. And then it was another level with the Tippo one uh, with Steph, Billy and Alvin. That was another level and we'd all connected. And then this one, I'd just become really connected with Mindy and Aldo and it was so tough like it was just you didn't want anyone to walk out and those tears and emotions that we have when someone leaves the kitchen are so insanely genuine because your heart's breaking for them but you also don't want them to go and you're going to miss them and yeah it's 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 um it's a tough one it's the hunger games but with food <laughs> exactly <laughs> well the pressure test was set by Khan and what was he like behind the scenes you know, what did you get to learn from this amazing man? Yeah, mum and I actually had my mum and sister down in Melbourne probably the weekend or um, two before that. And we went to Aru and it was incredible. Like it's so up my alley in types of food, like really creative, just taking little bits and pieces from different like techniques and different cuisines and cultures and things like that and merging it into a flavor palette or whatever or a style of your own is really what I sort of aspire to do. And yeah, it's, it's really cool. And a massive credit to him for how much he pushes himself. Like I remember at the start of the cook, he was saying, I wanted this to be the best seafood plate of anyone, of anyone in the world. I wanted this to be the best. And I don't know if he achieved that. I don't, I haven't had many seafood platters, but it was pretty incredible. And he is, yeah, he's a bit of a genius. So evil genius. Has this made you want to, is it wanting you to perfect it or are you just allergic to it now? <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, I am someone who's obsessed with learning and and bit of a perfectionist. So when there's something I don't totally understand or know back to front, I forget a bit obsessed with it and just keep going at it until I feel like I've mastered it. So yeah, it's definitely something that I'm going to um, get a little bit more comfortable with. It's bloody expensive seafood so um it'll be an expensive journey but yeah it's I just um want to know everything and do the best with everything as I possibly can so this is something that I obviously need to improve a little bit (laughs) I loved that Harry said something similar you know she's like I don't really have a lot of money so like I'm not cooking the most expensive things you know yeah it's not in it's not in my budget down at Woolies or Coles so exactly and especially at the moment everything's so expensive at the moment so what am I supposed to do (laughs) Yeah. Master chef up some two minute noodles for magic. Exactly. You know, during the cook, you talked about the way in which you've used TikTok and it made me think of all the ways in which we get our information these days and our information on food 
you know, was that how the producers found found you? Did they find you from your TikTok cooks or how did that happen? Um, so I, um, I applied back in when I was 19, so for season 11, and that was way before my social media had started. And I applied again for the next season and that was back to win. Then I applied for season 13 and then got the no before judges auditions. And it was just sort of a moment where I was like, maybe MasterChef isn't going to happen. Maybe I just start something in food, do something. I mean, I'm cooking all the time anyway. Why not just chuck a camera behind it? So MasterChef was the dream first, then that happened. And I remember I was just about to submit my application for this season. And I got a call from one of the casting producers saying, oh, hey, like, we love your social media. You're going to apply. I'm like, yep, already onto it. You know, I'm going to be back. I've said before I'm coming back. So I'm here. You're not, you're not getting rid of me that easily. Were some of the other older contestants like, what is TikTok? <laughs> oh, I think they know about TikTok, but um, I've got some, I've got some clients that I'm teaching apparently now. I've got Michael and Julian apparently teaching the ropes on. So <laughs> that'll be fun. You know, the reset with the seafood last night, you know, where you fell behind. Did you look at Mindy and Aldo and start to fret? I mean, when you're in the kitchen and the pressure is on and you do find yourself sort of slipping behind, do you then look around at the others and start becoming more stressed or are you just inside the mind? It's funny, like the pressure you put on yourself. I mean, even if you're in front, there's a pressure in that because you're like, oh God, if I missed something, if I rushed something and I've completely missed a step that they're currently working on. So it's best not to sort of look around and, and compare yourself because everyone runs their own race. Everyone is sort of doing a step that they might maybe jump ahead to and it's not necessarily totally in line. But yeah, I mean, the panic did set in a little bit then. I knew that the cooking of the seafood part was going to be the struggle and something that I might need to play around with. So that's why I motored so quickly in the start. So I had as much time up my sleeve to play around with it. And I mean, I got all but three right. So yeah, I'm still, yeah, it's still good. I just was like so stressed watching you with your speed with the knives, you know, it was almost oh, superhuman. Sorry. And I, I was like, when I speak to Montana about this, I want to know whether or not they speed up the footage to make oh. it look like is that really how fast you're you're yeah. topping yeah and that was um yeah no that's real all real <laughs> no special effects yeah. involved nah nothing well i you know uh, my fingers were recalling at home because i was a bit like stressed because i've cut my fingers you know chopping oh yeah even half that speed what was the worst cooking injury that happened during filming masterchef this year was there you know what it was me personally it wasn't actually i don't actually think i cut myself in a cook but I cut myself pretty bad in the apartments. I was, I think I was filleting a fish and I, the board was wet and the bench was wet. And I remember I sort of pulled through it and the boards just slipped and the knife's gone through my finger. And um, it wasn't too bad. There was a little flap, but um, it was, it was doable. And we only had a service challenge the next day. So not too much pressure and I could heal it. So it was good. It was fine. Do I have a medic on the side ready for you? <laughs> But yes, there is a whole line of people up the side of the room that the camera never sees, like 20 camera guys, story producers, nurses, everyone there at the ready. So as soon as you cut yourself, put your hand up and you've got someone there, there instantly. <laughs> you just didn't have it in your apartment. <laughs> no, exactly. I had to go downstairs and get my first aid kit with my blood dripping down my head. <laughs> well, what have you envisioned for your future? I mean, you left the competition last night and said that, you know, you want to get into a restaurant and get some experience there, but have you envisioned a, a style of restaurant 
that you're aiming for? Yeah, I think I think what I really want to do is do sort of like in-home sort of private dining. I'd love to have my own space, but I think what's more achievable for me now is doing that sort of from home and finding a way to incorporate my social media with that sort of thing and just have fun, cook in the kitchen, prepare it all for a group of people, then take that to their house and just, I don't know, I just love sort of interacting people. I mean, food is something I'm so passionate about and to have be in someone's home and talk to them about the food and do the food that I want to do and not be sort of defined by doing the same menu Mm. for a week or a month or whatever is is what I want to do and whatever I'm inspired by that day I can produce and cook for people so yeah it's it's what I love it's what I do for family now already and to make that a career is what I would absolutely love. Well, I think MasterChef's going to be on TV for a really long time. And, you know, now that you've gone through this experience, have you got advice for people like yourself that want to be on the show? Do you think maybe building a storyline like TikTok or, you know, just what what sort of advice do you have for people trying to get in? I mean, like, yes, TikTok helped me with this season, but I still made it all the way through to judges' auditions, through the whole production process, through the whole audition and application process back when I was 19, all just myself without a social profile. And I still made it to that point. And I was just so open, so honest, just completely authentically me. And that's what got me on the show the first time. And I just, I mean, my answers were like paragraphs long. I just gave them everything. And if you're thinking of applying, just be you, be real. Don't be afraid of how passionate you are. Talk about your passion talk about why you're passionate and yeah just give them something to to fall in love with and do you need to have a fan or a favorite win I mean I know what side you should be on but do you have someone that you want to win not want to win I mean everyone at this point in the competition is just doing so incredibly well like I could have seen literally everyone take out the title I had Michael and Tommy tipped as my top five but yeah it's just a it's a crazy competition but I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to see, I mean, I'd love to see a fan win, but then I think the way that Billy and Jules have been cooking recently, I'm I'm tipping them with everything. I think that they've got it in the bag. So yeah, time will tell, but yeah, everyone's just incredible. I feel as though I can't say anymore who I want to win because every time I've said I want someone to win, they've gone home. So I'm just now like, (laughs) I can't jinx anyone, you know? Uh, Yeah. I, but I have got someone that I want to win now and I'm just going to put that a photo of them under Even my pillow as, as much as that's yep, probably the most away. disturbing thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, God. Montana, I, I ask everyone this when they are on the podcast, you know, what is something from behind the scenes that we as an audience didn't see that we'd love to know? More of a behind the scenes secret from your time on MasterChef Australia. Um, I don't know. I mean, like the crew were incredible, but we used to, like we had our little green room in the morning and on like a fun day where it was no like pressure tests or anything like that, we'd have our music on, Dan would play country music and Michael would get on the tunes sometimes and it was just fun. Like it just was a great bonding experience for everyone. It was really just nice to start your day, have that music, like laugh with everyone. And yeah, it was just cool. It was such a good group of people and to be in a room with people who are as passionate about you as something about something is yeah I mean it just accounts for endless conversation and it's yeah it's such it's so cool have you rung any of these chefs now and asked them for advice like have you been at home cooking and you've thought well now I've got Julie Goodwin in my phone I can ring her and ask her how to do this uh, are you using looking- your contacts 
<laughs> yeah. I was flipping through my contacts the other day because I was trying to find a number. I was like, oh, Julie Goodwin. Oh, Billy Mackay. Like, this is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been in contact with um, Michael a bit. Um, he's coming to Brisbane for work in July and we're going to catch up. And yeah, I've got a few ideas. Like, I think I'm going to head down to Minnie's restaurant and maybe if she'll have me have a cook in the kitchen with her and stuff. So yeah, I mean, they'll be friends for life. That's for sure. And yeah, very excited to see how these relationships sort of form and what comes from them. Well, last night they described your food as a roller coaster and I like roller coasters. So I've absolutely enjoyed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely enjoyed your time on the show it has been Thank such you. a fantastic season and i you know i'm really looking forward to following your story and seeing where you go yeah me too me too i'm excited to see what happens not too sure when and what but um yeah i'm very excited well i'm 42 so i'm very jealous of how young you are because you have <laughs> got so much time my friend so much time oh, i feel so old at 24 so i need to just take a step back and chill <laughs> Wash your mouth out. You're not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wash your mouth out. 24. <laughs> I'm like 24. I can't even remember that. So. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, I, I really appreciate the chat. It's just oh, been really welcome. nice. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. 